is continuing coverage of the 2024 NFL Combine, live from Indianapolis on Steelers Nation Radio. Brought to you in part by Calusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for over 100 years. By Schneider Downs, discover the value of big thinking with a personal focus at SchneiderDowns.com. By ST Bank, proudly serving our community since 1902. STBank.com by First National Bank. Let's get started. Member FDIC. And by Iron Workers Local Union Number no. 3. They don't go to the office, they build it. Good afternoon, Steelers Nation, and welcome back inside the Indiana Convention Center here for our final couple hours of combine coverage on the final day, leap day of February. Wes Euler, Arthur Motes, Matt Williamson. It's what had been the late morning trio here. Is yeah, we do a the, swap. Uh, is now the late afternoon swap it trio out, swap it out. <laughs> here on a Thursday, keeping you on your toes a little bit as things get uh, rocking and rolling really today, this whole life force that is the nfl combine it begins uh monday early in the week but today we got moving and shaking gentlemen we've got uh we've got some measurements now finally some tangible numbers to discuss and uh we've got some drills that are actually in progress right now the first groups of first groups of defensive linemen uh finally getting some on-field work as well too so we're moving so we're shaking how we doing fellas arthur motes feeling all right in the afternoon slot here man of course i mean whenever you're talking about the combine what do we say it's about Inconvenience, man. Can you adapt <laughs> on the fly? So, yes, of course, if this was yesterday's schedule, I would be uh, working my way through this shrimp cocktail with that amazing horseradish Ooh, and that, 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 right that 12-ounce ribeye. Oh, my gosh. And the Brussels sprouts with the bacon. <laughs> I will be in the heart of that right now, okay? And then I'll be following that with a nice nap. All right. Uh, real nice snap. I thought I was it. Yeah. <laughs> but since, you know, like at the combine, no two days are alike. That is why we ultimately said, hey, you're not going to get an afternoon nap today. We're going to have you on air today at two o'clock. So we're adapting to it. So I'm enjoying this change right here. Feels good. Certainly does. As uh, the NFL Network is showing uh, showing Jim Harbaugh walking into some drills, donning his uh his new Chargers gear there. Certainly defensive lineman going right now. We've got some numbers here, fellas. Um, Matt, I don't know if you've seen any of these, but I've seen zero so far. Okay, perfect. Anybody in particular that you've been looking for that you've been waiting with anxiousness or do you want me to just, I can run through some notables. Yeah, just run through some notables. Run through the notables. Yeah, yeah. Let's see here. All right. Right as my laptop like resets on me. Hold and on. When we, and when we say notables, use that term loosely. All right. <laughs> lose that, use that yeah, term yeah, yeah, loosely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Notables is a wide range today. All right. Well, let's talk about Sweat, of course, the go. talented right, defensive yeah, tackle from Texas. This is, this is a good All place right. to start. Uh, six, four, four, uh, six, four and a half on his height, 366 on mm, weight. About expected. I thought he might be 350 ish trimmed down. Didn't, uh, didn't weigh in at the senior bowl. He was the only one. Right, yeah, so I assumed yeah. he was. And what what do you think? Like, what was the what was the thought process behind that? Still well, trying to put on some weight. I think yeah, he just uh, wanted to put a bad number on, uh-huh. on paper. Period. You know. So I so thought he, he would have been a, down in the t- you know two fifty eight at the senior bowl or something like that. I think he would have probably hit a bit heavier. You think heavier? Or, or you think heavier? He, I'm heavier. guessing he was three seventy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, trying okay. To come okay. He's right, trying to come right, down, right. not go back up. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. Gotcha. And for big dudes like that, I mean, that number matters almost as much as a small guy running a four two or four three. No doubt. That yeah, big yeah. guy doesn't want to put that three fifty up there because now the legitimate questions are, 
is he a guy that's lazy? Does he have bad conditioning habits? Sure, sure. And it just How many plays in a row? Right. Can you go? Yeah. I mean, I think back to Jordan Davis when he was coming out. That was a conversation surrounding him at times. How much can he play? Is he worth a top pick even though the production was there? Even though the physical traits were there? The, the great number, 40. Right. I mean, like his drills were good. Yeah, but it was size. just the number and it was the size. So to an extent, it's like guys are real hesitant about that, are real subconscious. I mean, I've talked a little bit about me and Jason Rose on the flip side of that, being on the lighter side and trying to do whatever you can to bump that number yeah, up. Crushing so, water and yeah, everything. You because if, if you're a linebacker, but during that time in 2010, if you hop on that scale at 220, 225, you're little. 230, yeah. you're little. Even like, off the ball. Right. Yeah, back yeah. then, that was like tiny. Yeah. So you wanted to be in that 40 range. Like, that was the magic number. What was your so, number? I ended up being 46. There you go. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It was all water, though. I told you. It was like, literally, <laughs> we spent, like, the, the 15 minutes before we was about to get on, we're just chugging water. Miro was chugging, chugging, chugging. Like, all right. And it's like, yo, you do enough to get on that scale. But after that, I mean, it goes right away. You know that. Yeah, sure, <laughs> but, sure. You, well, you went to the bathroom right. and, and, and released right. it. Lost eight pounds. <laughs> you know, but the thing was, it was like on that day, that number had to be a certain number. Sure. And that's what it was all about. So we were thinking, even in Sweat's situation here, why don't you weigh in at the Senior Bowl versus here? It's because, man, that he Senior might have Bowl, been that was two, three weeks ago, He might have been 375 then. I'm like, you know how much weight you can lose in about two weeks? Come on, baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. we ain't rushing that. Uh-uh. No, I yeah. bet he was noticeably heavier. Yeah. Interesting. Bowl, so 366, right. good number for him? I wouldn't say. That's a it's big number. It's not terrible, here, right? but it's, You'd it's like still it big. It, I want him under 350, personally. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the concern isn't, can he carry it? Can he impact the game? It's... Boy, he plays two plays in a row, and Brady looks off. at him huffing and puffing, yeah. and then all of a sudden it's, you it's know, hurry up, I'm not hurry up, and right, 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 yeah, and right. Then, uh, I'm out here for ten plays, sure. useless. That you makes know. sense. It, it, and and frankly, Jordan Davis has not been an inning eater for the Eagles uh-huh. either. I mean, so he never played a lot of snaps at Georgia. Sweats played more snaps at Texas than right. Davis did at Georgia, and that was a big knock on Davis. It was like right. you're drafting a guy for thirty percent of the snaps. It was like thirty. Yeah, yeah, is he worth that? And we were saying, man, he's so dominant that to an extent, yes. But I'm sure you want more. You look at Cam Hayward. You look at Aaron yeah, Donald. Yeah. You think of J.J. Watt. These guys never left the field. And if they did, it was 10% of the plays, tops. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not over 50%. And you're right. like, man, this is my investment. You're like, no, sure. no, that's, that's not what I'm these looking guys for. And he's right. playing 60% of my snaps. Yeah. yeah. Look, I mean, I'm really interested in Sweat, but he's not going to be out there in dime. Right. Probably not in nickel. How often are you in base? And if he tires quick in base. Now nah, you're stuck. Interesting. Yeah, right, right. So I mean, he's he's got to have the right fit. With with yeah. the defense, with the formation, yeah. with yeah, yeah. So this isn't something like we've a Buffalo about. Bills would probably not be a good fit for him, right? Because how often they want to play nickel to an extent. But I would say if you can get a deep D line, then you so can kind of get away with it as well. And they sure. got bodies, so sure. they rotate dudes. So sure, it's like right. you have your Ed Oliver, who is your you know couldn't dominate every snap, right? But couldn't be more. You different. got so many different bodies coming in there. Whereas some of these other teams, though, that's not the case. You're drafting them, and it's like how we used to look at Cam Hayward. Don't come off this field. Mm-hmm. What are you doing to it? Don't come off this field. Yeah. If he's in that scenario, that's going to put him in a compromised position because he just, to me, that's a lot to ask for a 366-pound man to play, you know, 50, 60 snaps in a game right now, man. Mm-hmm. So, to me, he actually is a decent fit with the Steelers. Okay. I mean, because, first off, the Steelers mm-hmm. are really high in base, really low in nickel, yep. really high in dime. 
which has bothered me for years, to be honest with you. I think they need to be more of no, a nickel. Oh, we don't like nickel. <laughs> we don't like nickel. Uh, yeah. We like, like big co- nickel, though. We want cover guys to cover. We want big guys to play to run. All right. I just don't think you should be big or little. Like, let's split the difference a little, but maybe they're striving to do that. I've seen no indications why that they are, though. Don't, don't you like seeing outside linebackers match up on slot receivers? Come on, man. We say we're the best athletes on the field for a reason. Yeah. Come on, now. Shanahan comes to town. It's like, well, we can't quite go nickel against it's you like, guys. It's like, yeah, this is about right. to be bad today, bro. Yeah. But they are in base a lot. And they also, their division is very physical and he would fit the mold. You know, I mean, he's a power player in the middle. Uh, arms three and a qu- or 33 and a quarter for his arms. Not a problem. Uh, 10.12 inches on the hand. That's a not unexpected, but that's large. That's I mean, he's a, he's a big man. Big pause. He's a big man. Yeah. And uh, wingspan, 81 and a quarter man. for the wingspan there. Big man, long arms, big hands. I mean, he's a bully when you watch him. Yes. I mean, that's the thing. He's a bully. Yes, yes. he is. Yeah. So it's like you understand what you're getting, but we're also at the same point saying, how do I maximize the return on my investment? Mm-hmm. So is he worth you know, wherever we're looking at potentially getting him in contrast to I somebody. I would second round. You know, the only right. time I'd consider him. In contrast to somebody that might be able to give you a little bit more snaps, you know? And if you're saying to yourself, man, 30 snap, thirty additional snaps may be at a C plus or B level compared to, you know, I'm only getting however many I'm going to get from him, but they're at an A level. Is that worth sure. that pick? And that's, yeah. you know, the whole song and dance that we're doing right now anyways. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a corner you don't take or right, a linebacker right, that's right. out there a lot. Yeah. How about the Murphys in defense? Hold on, hold on. I, I was just, I was going back to, hey, know you had a grievous, but that's not playing a lot of nickel. <laughs> yeah, wait, oh yeah. I, I, you want to explore this for a minute? I think we should. <laughs> okay, let's get into I it. I actually want your opinion because I've been pretty vocal. All, all right, Mr. Right. Williamson, state your case here to the jury. I mean, I, understand. I just didn't know it was a thing. I was like, oh, all right, all right. Yes, I'm, I'm a big on it. I mean, it's not like their defensive backs are tremendous. They have six Pro Bowlers right. at half the gal there. Yeah. Or their giant safeties that we're just calling yeah. dime, you know. And I understand there were some safety and linebacker injuries, but this has been going on for years. Oh, no, no, this is definitely this not is, new. It's this not is not new, new at yeah. all. Right. And I, I also get that they will be in their base, but, which is four DBs. You call it a four, three, three, four, whatever yeah. nowadays. But that's four DBs because, you know, the Ravens are going to be heavy. I mean, right. some of their, the teams they've played against play with a fullback and yeah. this year. But this has gone on for years and years and years. This is true. And I just don't think it's great to be either heavy or light as opposed to being both. In a perfect world, you definitely want to be both. I mean, that's (laughs) the reality of it. I think a lot of it does stem from, you know, the linebacker position. Some of the injuries that we've had. Because it's like, if you have a Fred Warner and a Greenlaw, Greenlaw, man, you're standing nickel. You're standing base. You're not taking those guys off the field. As Wes mentioned, the Bills are the best example in the league. Oh, like they never that's, ever get off there. Right. Literally. Milano, nickel, Edmond. Nickel, nickel, nickel. Right, nickel right, right. is their base defense. Which I don't think is good either. Because well, then people can put you four wide and you're still but, in the But this is the thing. You know? The reason why it works for Buffalo is Taron Johnson. Their slot corner yeah, plays yeah, like a point. will linebacker that can cover. Mm-hmm. If you got a guy like that, and he was second team all pro. So it's like if you have a guy that can produce like that, yeah. you can get away with – a slot corner and two really good inside linebackers. Matt Milano, yeah. all pro. Terrell Bernard played at a Pro Bowl level prior to getting hurt. Edmonds before him. Edmonds, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like if you have two stud linebackers in that nickel that's going to be a glorified outside linebacker but has better coverage skills, well, yeah, behind a four-man rush, they thrive in it. And mm-hmm. they have really good safety play in uh, 
uh, Micah Hyde and Jordan Poirier as well. Versatile too. Right. Yeah, right. Everybody isn't going to have that though. No, that's a hard problem. Right, right. right. So right. it's like if you have that, great. But other than that, it's like you do have to be able to situationally play certain personnel groupings. But for us, it's the linebacker injuries, man. Oh, yeah. When you don't have a guy that you could legitimately put out there and say, hey, go cover this tight end or you got this back one-on-one and we feel like really good, you got to go with that dime package. You got to figure out ways to get your athletes. And for us, we got more athletes at safety that we feel comfortable with or at least more comfortable with than we did at inside linebacker. linebacker. Yeah, right. and that's the big thing with it. I mean, it sucks because you think about when Shazier got hurt, how long ago that's been. But, but we since. still have not had an answer since then, man. No. And that's the difference. Well when Shay was here, that was the reason why I was like, man, we could stay in this all day because we're going to match him up with the athlete slot receiver or the uh, number three uh, tight end before, we'll, right, before we right. put Sean Davis or Mike Mitchell on either <laughs> right. one of those dudes. It's like, yo, Shay, you got him, man. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you're the better matchup. That makes sense. Right now, you're kind of stuck. Yeah. And, and it's another argument for taking a linebacker high. Oh, 100%. In him. Right. Yeah. And they try with. And they don't have a nickel either. They try with Devin Bush. Right. It I mean, just it didn't work. It didn't work. And that's the part where we're like, you can either keep putting those type of players out there for the sake of like, man, let's try it. Or we could try to do what we've kind of seen this team do. Right. What's going to help us win? Mm-hmm. We know it's not going to be the prettiest. We know it's going to have some holes. And we know we're going to match up extremely bad against certain teams. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> certain teams are going to yeah. be a problem. But, but they're playing the percentages. They're saying not everybody has a San Francisco. Not everybody San has the, worst. The, the two tight ends yeah. set that Buffalo has. Not everybody's going to have these type of groups. So they're saying, man, we're going to dominate or beat the heck out of 80% of the league. And that last 20%, hey, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. But that is the truth. I mean, you can't have everything. Right. You got to pick your fight, you know. But think about when we get to the postseason. Why are we struggling? You're facing those teams. Those teams are in it. And that's the difference. That is. Until you can address that, you're going to constantly run into that because you're not going to just sit there and play zone against these quarterbacks. They will pick you apart. And then when you try to go man or our cheat, which is Tampa 2, you see they can still find that. Mm-hmm. Tight end on the linebacker matchup, and now that's what they're looking for. And, and later in the season, your pass rush slows down a oh, little bit. Of course, later you know in the that. game, you play a postseason. And, hey, look, 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 let me run it, run know. it, run it, run it. Max protect, take the same shot. Yeah, I still got my matchup I'm looking for. I still got the exact same look, but now that pass rush can't get here to save you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now, once again, it's spotlight, and that's what these office coordinators are doing. I mean, me and you see the exact same thing. Yeah. If we're seeing it, the OCs are definitely uh, seeing it, and they're trying to figure out how can I attack this each and every opportunity I need. Yeah. I mean, it goes without saying it's hindsight now, but yeah. you give Shanahan the entire offseason for <laughs> week now. one. Come on now. What do you think it's going to look like? He's going to be over He's here. He's put the same five out there every time. It's 21, but they oh, yeah. can all catch. They can, yeah. I mean, McCaffrey's a slot. You know? Right. So, yeah, it, it, that was a predictable situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's funny. Never thought about it that way, but when you put it that way, Matthew. Yeah, but uh, your points are great, though. I mean, you, but, but it'd be great to be heavier nickel. Yeah. But how do you get there? It doesn't mean put bad players out just to say you're a nickel. You know what I mean? Because that's where I mean, think about last year, right? The conversation becomes, all right, would you rather have Michael Walker and Alandi Roberts out there versus Patrick Peterson? Um, Minka Fitzpatrick, Shannon Sullivan. Mm. Then you're still going to have your two outside corners, right? In terms of JPJ and Levi. Or when it got past Michael Walker and it was, would you want a Landon and Mark Robinson? Or do you want Mark Robinson and Blake Martinez? You just got Do you, you want yeah, Jalen right. Smith and Mark Robinson? It was like, bro, Miles Jack, we just signed you. You were retired. Do you want him? And you're like, and then I don't the like the safety injuries. Had, and it's yeah. like, there's no good answer. It's right, like, right. I can't hide here. I can't hide there. 
I don't have six good DBs it, even for my dime. Ever from the Colts game. That I mean, from that Colts game one, you're like, you can't even protect this anymore because at least prior to, you know, Keanu and Minka going down, or not Keanu, before Casey and Minka Casey, went down, yeah. you could still kind of hide it. Mm-hmm. You could still three safety. You could do certain things. But now it was like, you don't, you're not turning anywhere. You're oh. stuck with this, and those guys have to match up versus those guys, and everybody knows it now. And, and I'm sure you know this. I mean, everybody, knows, you guys all know this, but if people look at Minka and be like, ah, he didn't have a very good year. He didn't take the oh, ball away. Oh, my I'm, gosh. I'm I like, hate it. I called him the fireman. I mean, like, there's a fire over here. Minka, go put it yes. out. There's a fire over here. Yes. Go pick it. You know, I mean, he he can do it all. I Minka, mean, and Minka was doing a lot of that. A lot of yeah, that, right. Just because it doesn't always pop up in the stat sheet. Right. It doesn't discredit his impact on that game. You don't have an answer for this. Make yes. it you're the answer. Yeah, yes. right. You take this guy away, but by you doing that, yes, it's going to open up this over here because now this guy's not protected. Mm-hmm. We'll see if he can make a play in. You know, you hope that the guys do, and that's why you put him out there. But when the injury started to happen, that's the other part where it was the whole next man up. But it's like, at what point are I we really going we to continue to say, right. yeah, <laughs> it's like next man up, and you just signing a guy two days before him starting. Those are night and day conversations, yeah, man. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I mean, how diverse can they be? Right. They got to keep it simple. The world. I knows mean, we talked about it. The the. I mean, going into the postseason, they became almost an exclusively cover three team because they. I mean, Eric Rowe. It, it was like he just got signed here. You you you're not going to put him in the post. You're not going to. Yeah. Let's go play cover six, cover four, cover two. It's like no, 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 no. You're going to play cover three. You're going to play cover three again, <laughs> and then we're going to dress up and you're going to play some more cover three. Yeah. And it's like, hey, Patrick Peterson, this your first game starting at safety, right? Hey, you're working with Eric Rowe. Y'all just met, right? Hey, shake hands. That's his number. Y'all figure it out. But guess what y'all playing? Cover three. So which one of y'all want to be in the post? Which one of y'all want to be in the box? And, that's about as diverse as we yeah, get. Yeah, yeah. And it worked. I mean, you saw Eric Rowe. And neither one's ideal yeah. for either. Right. Yeah, you know, right, right. Right. But you saw them make the best of it. But to an, I mean, to a while, it was like, all right, you can get away. You can get away. But then you get a Gino who's, all right, he sees it a little bit. You get a Josh. It's like, yo, you're playing cover three every time. Mm-hmm. And if it's not cover three, it's Tampa two, which is still what? A variation of cover three. I'm going to kill this. And that's what you start to see later on. But that's something that happens to a lot of right. teams. Late in the it happens. Yeah. When yeah. you get to that point, it's like, yeah. what do you, what do you want them to do? Right. I bet there's some listeners going, well, fix it. Don't let that happen anymore. It's like, well, okay. I mean, you could go get a $20 million linebacker or, or trade up for Bush. Yeah, but then guess what? Or, then, he you know, could, then he could break his knee or tear his Achilles or, or not be good like Bush was. Yeah. Or, or, or yeah. struggle. Seriously, yeah. man. You know, you're not made of money in draft picks either. Then you don't have a left tackle or a center or, you know, I mean, so. They've made do with it pretty well yeah. over the years, but it's an issue. I enjoyed that conversation. I did too. That it was, was fun. Just fun. I, 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 I saw you light up when I was, I was like, like "Oh!" And they never play nickel, and you're like, "Oh!" This I was is like, new. I, I usually go. don't get yeah. these type of combos. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. We'll uh, we'll run through some more of these numbers that have been released here when we come back on the other side. We've got some drills going on too, so we'll report any. Uh, live results and numbers that come from that. The moving and shaking that is all happening here as part of the combine. Wes Euler. Matt Williamson, Arthur Motes, we will ride you out with our coverage today until 4 o'clock before we get up out of here, our penultimate day of coverage, the moving and the shaking. It's all happening on Radio Row, and it's part of our ongoing combine coverage on Steelers Nation Radio. (laughs) This is continuing coverage of the 2024 NFL Combine, live from Indianapolis on Steelers Nation Radio. 
Well, if you've been listening to our ongoing combine coverage here throughout the week, you know that one of our favorite parts about being here on Radio Row is you never know who you're going to run into. You never know who might jump on the broadcast here. Joining us now, Danny Kelly of The Ringer. Thanks so much for taking the time. Of course. Thanks for having me. So let's get right into it here. Uh, Pick 20 for the Pittsburgh Steelers. We've talked a lot about tackles. We've talked a lot about cornerbacks. Mm -hmm. In your mind, would there be, if you were to say, okay, at 20, this guy falls to the Steelers and is available there. Do you have a an ideal match in mind? Uh, I mean, the first guy that comes to mind for me is Quinion Mitchell. I don't know if he's going to fall that far anymore. I think the secret is probably out on him. But, um, you know, everything we've heard about him. They're always gonna... really in tune with uh-huh. the Mac guys, too. Oh, and the Steelers uh, know the Mac yeah. really well. Yeah. I mean, he's feisty. He's extremely, extremely athletic, which I think we're going to find out in a couple of days here whenever they test. Um, you know, he's... He claims he's going to set records. I know this is this <laughs> is what we've heard is like he might run, you know, four twos. The twos, yeah. right? I don't know if the, he'll do that. End up doing that, yeah. but I mean, you can kind of see it on tape. He's really, really twitchy, really explosive. Yeah. He's got good size. Um, feels like he has really good instincts and, and you know, anticipating where the ball is going to go. He's good, kind of looking in at the quarterback. He can play man, so he's he's really versatile. Uh, you know, I think he'd just be a home run pick for any team, really. But it doesn't really feel like he's going to fall that far anymore. So, maybe... but that's the dream scenario, right? Yeah, that's right. the ideal scenario. Right. They always the, the Steelers always seem to like have the the good guys follow them. So, so maybe that'll happen again. <laughs> well, I did see how you had comfortable a little bit to like Marcus Peters, and I did like that as well. Um, I did want to ask though, because at times whenever you're dealing with a Mac or even small school guy, you always have that question of, yeah. are you concerned about the level of competition? Right. What is it about Quinion that makes you not hesitant about that, knowing that he played at Toledo? Right. You know? I mean, I, I think mean, you, you know, get a lot of targets at Toledo. Right. Of course. Yeah. You know, why would you throw his I mean, You can always avoid, yeah, especially in, in, in that level of competition, you kind of avoid him. And that did happen, of course. Um, yeah, I think he had four picks yeah. in one game. And probably after <laughs> yeah. that, they were like, <laughs> they don't, like, don't target Stop this throwing to this guy, yeah. please. It wasn't yeah. that quarterback. It wasn't a <laughs> great performance by that quarterback, <laughs> yeah. by the way. But you stopped throwing it at him. But no, I think the, coming into the Senior Bowl, he had a little he bit did, of hype. Yeah. And then you saw him at the Senior Bowl. He was just absolutely locking down guys, yeah. whether it was in man or it was in like the seven-on-sevens or 11-on-elevens. Um, you know, and, and at the end of the day, I think he, he went one-on-one with Roman Wilson. Yeah, still he slipped like, a little yeah. bit on that play. But, like, I mean, they were going toe-to-toe all, all week. Mm-hmm. And I think he was, like, probably the most outstanding defender the entire week. Yeah. So that was obviously a big boost in confidence in terms of, like, this is not too big for him. He's not intimidated. You know, because yeah. I think sometimes guys go up to the next level and you like see them they're a little timid. Or oh, no, whatever. that's a real thing, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And that never showed up. In fact, he like was like immediately one of the guys. Everyone was like, whoa, this yeah. guy is really good. Um, and again, like I said, the the size and athleticism too. To, uh, just yeah. That's how you get a six over. foot corner that can run blazing fast four three four two. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. That's you, you want that right yeah. there, man. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, I think he might end up going like top 15 probably, yeah. but we'll see. Whether he falls or not, I mean, the Steelers pick a 20. And a lot of years, if you're at 20, which the Steelers have been in that neighborhood a lot mm-hmm. lately, you know, just getting the playoffs or just missing, the top guys are gone. You right. know, you are you right. miss it by three or so. This draft seems like there's more than 20 that are worth the 20th pick, where right. there not usually is. I mean, I think it's a good spot to be in. You yeah. agree? Whether it's a tackle, corner, you know, whatever. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, especially this year, if you're looking for offense, yeah. which, you know, I, I would say the Steelers certainly are, like, just mm-hmm. continue to boost that and, and help whatever quarterback ends up being the quarterback next year. Um, tackles and receivers, there's just a ton of them this year. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've got I've had this theory for this, this class that maybe, like, in 2025, you start to see this, like the offense go back up. Cause this year the offense was down. Yeah. Quarterbacks yeah. got hurt a lot. So that was a big right. variable. 
Um, but like overall, the points were down, scoring was down, overall offense yards, everything was down. It was one of the worst offensive years we've seen in, in, in a long time. Since the COVID year, every yeah, year's gone a little lower, a little lower. Yeah. Right? So, and I think the NFL is not happy about it. I think there could be some <laughs> positivity from this class. Like it might take a minute for it to actually take effect, but like getting a bunch of good tackles and a bunch of good receivers into the NFL and just like push them out there. Maybe uh, good quarterbacks. I mean, you never right, know. Yeah, yeah, they should be highly drafted. Yeah, right, right. Five, yeah. six quarterbacks that could end point. up as starters. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think, you know, first of all, that's obviously going to be – those are two two positions that are premium positions. You always feel okay talk, taking one of those guys in the first round, I think. You know, obviously tackle especially. Um, so, yeah, there's going to be a lot of tackles. There's a lot of good corners too, I think, in this class. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's, it's a lot of – you know, sort of like choose what type of player you want. There's different types of players at receivers, different types of players at corner and tackle and, and you know, got right guys, left guys, guys that could play inside. So there's just a lot of options there. And I think, you know, yeah, like you said, there's going to be really good players still at 20. I think. Yeah, I think it's not a bad place to pick this year. Now, what are your thoughts on uh, J.C. Latham? Obviously, we know that's another one of those tackles, man, that uh, yeah. could be around that range at 20, right? Yep. And for the Steelers, we know we did Broderick Jones a year ago. But at the same time, we just released Chooks Accor for There's still questions about Dan Moore. Mm-hmm. Where do you see J.C. Latham, and what do you like the most about his game? I mean, he's just powerful. Yeah, I really like him. He, you know, he's I think probably going to end up be a right side guy only. Um, you know, I think there's a little bit of concern about just his overall movement yeah. ability and and whether he can kind of like handle speed off the edge. I'm not too worried about it on the right side, but you know, of course, there's a lot of good rushers that come off that side too. But I mean, he's just so powerful in the run game. Uh, really tall, really long, really powerful, really strong. Like the size, like yeah. definitely jumps off. Absolutely. Yeah. And he plays with, you know, he's yeah. just trying to bury guys. So I think there's a lot of things to like there. I think he would be a perfect fit, like schematic or uh, like philosophically with what you guys want to do, like culture well, yeah, And even Arthur Smith, I mean, we know he's oh, more yeah. of that physical, totally. trying to, you know, beat you up in the trenches off the line of scrimmage. And that's why it's like, well, if you're thinking that JC is a bigger body guy, but just wanted to see, you know, like I said, your thoughts yeah. on it. Move, like moving guys off the line and obviously like I think a lot of the other Smith offense is based on like we're going to run the ball yeah. and then we're going to do things off of that whether it's play action whether it's you know trick plays right. screens whatever and go deep um, so he's going to create a lot of movement I think that's that's one of the biggest like variables there so he's he's one of my favorite tackles in this class I, like I really it. like him do you yeah. prefer him to Guyton or Mims <clears throat> um, there's less to see of those guys mm, yeah. I think but they're you know, the longer prettier yeah, yeah. yeah. Mims to me is sort of like the siren song of athleticism yeah and, you know it's like he's just so <laughs> light on his feet so long like he's just built in a right. lab to play, to play tackle but he just hasn't done it a lot really and so there's obviously a lot of question marks there um but yeah i prefer but he gets though. on the field the next couple of days people are gonna understand yeah, yeah I, mean, I don't I mean, think just, they quite do yet yeah, yeah absolutely the the term dancing bear gets thrown around for you know like offensive mm-hmm. he's what it guys. was he's yeah, absolutely one yeah. of those guys he just you know he just has something special there yeah. so I, but of course there's just a lot of question marks with how how much he's played how lot he hasn't played all that much yeah. so mm-hmm. yeah a guy i don't think will be in the mix of the steelers at all but is a real wired card in this draft to me is brock bowers oh yeah, yeah. Could he go five, six? Could he go to the Colts or Bengals? I mean, yeah. is there that wide a range? Or do you I think mean, he yes. shuts everybody up and goes top 10 no matter what? I don't know. It's it's really tough because there's a couple of things working against him. Of course, one of them is like the tight end uh, contract structure has not really right. gone up in the last few years. You we're don't get seeing, a deal drafting him high. Yeah, right, we're not yeah. seeing like guys resetting the market every year. It's just kind of one of those things. If you're talking about a value point of view, if you're picking him in the top 10 or the top, top 15, you're going to already have one of the highest paid tight ends in the NFL. Sure, so like sure. from a value point of view, you'd rather have a corner, you'd rather have a quarterback or a receiver, guys right. that are making like 20 plus million dollars a year. It's almost like you franchised them in year one. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and so it, if, he, if he works out, 
and he's a really good player, he's an all pro or pro bowl type player, then you have a good value because you're getting, you know, you're getting that type of player and, you know, you have him on your team and, and, and all that, but like, it has to kind of work out perfectly for like mm-hmm. the, the, the financials to really be worth it, if that makes sense. And so, um, I think he could fall a little bit further than people think. And there's also the thing like Kyle Pitts, one of the best tight end prospects of all time, <laughs> just hasn't made as big of an impact as you hope. Obviously, yeah. I think injuries have been a big part of yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, a thousand yards his rookie year, but he yeah. never got the yeah. end zone. And yeah. I mean, I think people are a little hard on him. But, but it's also like you because the see, expectations were so, were so like, insane, exactly. He's supposed to come here. I mean, essentially be yeah. Kelsey in year one, exactly. just a receiving nightmare. Right. But the young guys have been better lately. Laporta, Kincaid. I mean, just ask. Don't ask them to do everything. Just yeah. be yeah. receivers. And you I know? can I can talk out of both sides of my mouth on this because on one hand it's like you saw the impact that Laporta had. You mm-hmm. saw the impact like Trey McBride is having Great in one. Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he looks like their number one receiver. He looks like a yeah. top five tight pro. end already. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's right. amazing. He destroyed the Steelers. Too. But now yeah. I wonder yeah. to an extent too when we're talking those guys, their body types are just a little, a little bit different. Because right. even King or even not even Bowers, even going back to um in um atlanta pitch uh cow pitch it's like yeah. remember he six, was six, definitely six, but more of like slim thin Angel you know what i mean yeah, yeah. whereas like <laughs> dalton kincaid he, i'm like he's thin but he still has a little bit more frame laporta mm-hmm. even mcbride so i wondered how much of that also helped them out right. in their transition whereas with pitts he literally i mean if i'm a dc i'm viewing him as you're your slot i'm you're not playing you right. like a tight end yeah right. I'm curious how Bowers weighs in at if he's 235. Right, because he has you know, a, right. he has some of that, too, with his right. game. But I think he's still he's seems a little bit thicker in his yeah. frame to mm-hmm. me. He's not as linear. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a good question, and that's a that's a huge point of it is because I, I think the NFL in general is going this way. You see, I, I did a search the other day talking to my coworker, Austin Gale, and there's, like, in history prior to, like, the last couple of years, there's been, like, almost no uh, tight ends that are less than 245 pounds that have done anything in, yeah. like, of, hmm. like in terms of production in receiving right. yards. It's very rare. Like, the, the list of guys that have had, like, Because know, typically like if they're going to be a tight end and they're that small and they're utilizing them in a traditional sense, you got to come off that line of scrimmage or you're in that box. And yeah. as a defender, I could put my hands on you and that's going to slow everything down. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's why tradition is, like, if you're too light – it doesn't matter how fast you are. You're never right. going to get a chance to get out there. You're and that's when I look at Kyle yeah. Pitts, I'm like, that first year, I think people still played him tight end-ish. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, I'm not playing him like that. You're a receiver. Yeah. I'm putting a safety he's, on you. I'm putting a corner on you. Like, yeah. He's Plaxico Burr. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So what, we, what we're seeing the NFL kind of change in that in that manner in terms of, like, there's more guys out there, like a Chigaquanko type player. You know, mm, they're yeah. a little undersized. Like, Kincaid and, Kincaid and Laporta, I think, both weighed in right around 245. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, they obviously there, there's sort of a shift in the way the NFL deploys those guys. And so maybe that's really good for Bowers. Yeah. And maybe that will be a reason he goes higher. So I really, again, I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth. I don't know how high he's going to go. I do think he'll probably fall. I don't think he'll probably be taken in the top 10, though. It just seems think, like... Okay. The three receivers, three yeah, quarterbacks, yeah. tackles. I mean, there's so many other stumbling blocks. Right. So before you were on, we were talking about how the Steelers need to get into... It would be nice if they could play more nickel as opposed to mm-hmm. base or dime. And investing in linebackers in the first round has not been a good business. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's one in this draft worth it, especially at 20. Mm-hmm. But what about the day two guys? I mean, do you have a favorite off the ball guy? I mean, uh, just true second level player? I think Junior Colson. Really? I'm, I'm a Seahawks guy, by the way. Um, okay. And, you know, obviously they got Mike McDonald. He's kind of bringing in that Michigan esque yeah. offense or yeah. defense. And I kind of got my eye on Junior Colson. He's just like really, um, he's rangy. He can, he can play the run. He's like, He's a physical guy. I think he's a tone setter. He's really tough. He played with the club on his hand for yeah. like half the season. Um, 
you know, and I think he's he's just got a good cerebral feel for getting in the right lanes and, and dropping into the right spots and kind of like anticipating where the quarterback is going to go with the football. And, he quarterback that defense too, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's not a that's I mean, a pretty complex defense, right? Too. And if you look at all the stats, like I think he he like led them in everything. Basically. Okay. So he he yeah. was just he's he's just a playmaker type guy, always around the ball. So he he's definitely. I think, you think my he favorite. goes like where Seattle and Pittsburgh are taking the second round, or do you think he's already yeah. gone? Yeah, and unfortunately the Seahawks don't have a second rounder because they tra- ah. traded it. But um, but I think he's probably like an early second round type guy or mid second okay. round. Um, he should get past Harbaugh in on, that early second round. Yeah, he exactly. Might jump that, all over. Know, honestly, that's probably <laughs> the fear right there. So how do you feel, Colson versus Edrin uh, Cooper? Yeah, he's another guy that I like a lot. Um, yeah. he's man, he's twitchy. Yeah. Like when he triggers to go downfield, it yes. is lightning. Now. That is, yeah. I think that's the yeah. thing that jumps off um, watching him the most is just yeah. like when he decides to go. It's a heat seeker, he goes. man. Yeah, exactly. He's like a heat seeking missile. Um, he's really tall. I think he had really long arms. He just yeah. measured in. It was like oh, really? Four inch oh, arms. Oh, oh good. Like I didn't hear that yet. Great. Um, and you can kind of see that. Like he's just he looks angular. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously that'll help with, with like the tackle radius and, and everything, getting hands into passing Throw lanes, and lanes and zones. And so yeah. um, he's a versatile guy. I think he's he's they used him a lot on blitzes and things yeah. like that. I think he had a bunch of pressures mm-hmm. and a bunch of sacks. And so obviously that's a you know big part of the uh, defense these days. Yeah, hey, like bringing pressure. Can you blitz a guy? Can your linebacker mm-hmm. win one on ones just a running back? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so he's another guy that I really like. I think those are the two probably second round type okay. linebackers that I'd be keeping my eye on. They're both really athletic, both rangy. And you know, just good instincts for, for It'll play being every the ball. down quality yeah. too yeah. and size yeah. and you know, yeah. You got one? Oh, I just asked one. I thought you was going oh, back right, to right, go, man. Man. I can right. go. Yeah, well, what about I, got, what I had about, another one. What about, same range, what about same range? I mean, it's kind of sticking with secondary as well, too. It it mm-hmm. feels like the Steelers are gonna have a need at the safety position. Could be addressed in free agency. We've talked sure. a little about maybe you bring back Edmonds, you know, now that he's available, that reunion with Minka Fitzpatrick. But I guess kind of along the same lines, any any day two, maybe early day three guys yeah. at the safety position that you think could be pretty quick, you know, impact, maybe not week one, right? But right. By, by the time you get to October, they're ready to roll. Yeah, for sure. I think the the first guy, I watched him the other day, and I really liked him, Tyler Newbin from Minnesota. He seems um, okay. pretty pro-ready. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. Got, he's got good length. He's He's got good size. He's rangy. He can kind of come in the box or he can drop back. Does a lot of the things. The other guy that comes to mind really is uh, uh, the Cam Kitchens from, from mm. Miami. Yeah. Just like a big – physical intimidator he's going to come down into the box and 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 you know light you up he, he's kind of got like the old school vibes a little bit yeah um you so I, I liked him a lot i think there's the, day, day two i'm still working my way all the way through the safety class but i think it's kind of like a day two day three type yeah. class yeah but, um you know the name of the game is versatility and you know being able to come down being able to carry a tight end up the up the seam and i think these these guys have the length and the speed and athleticism to kind of do all that stuff. So those are the two guys that really come to mind. All right. All right. Well, you have one? Because I, I got about one. to say, all right. I about to say, I had <laughs> another one. I was ready to in fire there, right? up, man. Yeah. <laughs> Not to speak for you, but I bet everyone has the top three receivers. Put them in whatever yeah, order you want. Yeah, yeah. Probably Harrison won. Do you have a clear number four? Oh, that's a great question. I think I've moved it around every single time. I can see why. <laughs> Boy, Thomas from LSU really yeah. has a high ceiling. I mean, he's, yeah, like he is extremely extremely explosive down the field like he gets on top of corners so fast and that mm-hmm. is i think the the one thing that i noticed about him is like even if they're playing off he's like yeah he's, he's still eating the up the cushion yeah. yeah stepping um, on their toes right mm-hmm. away and yeah. he tracks the ball beautifully that's why he had 17 touchdown yeah. catches i think he led the led the country in touchdowns um so there's i think there is a skill in scoring touchdowns yeah. i don't know if that's like a hot take or whatever but like, <laughs> no i think it is I mean, yeah. not everybody yeah um 
So he, he's definitely one of them. I would say he, you know, he's only done one year of, of high level production. I think that's kind of a little bit of a, a red flag. And then the other thing is he's just, you know, he, he's getting a lot of uh, free releases and, you know, they're running like a lot of slot fade type mm-hmm. plays for him. And yeah. so it's like, I think he still has some development to do that. I think those are two things that make me like not a hundred percent sure on him. Pretty good quarterback um, and a receiver on the other side that draws right. a little attention too. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And the other guys um, that I really like uh, are Ladd McConkey. Seriously, dude. He he's I think the most explosive in the short area yes. receiver in the country. And he generates like, the separation. You see yes. it. <laughs> he's so yeah, I love watching him run, man. Seriously. So, so quick. It kind of reminds me a little bit of Amon Ross. Yes. Just uh-huh. like every time you see him, he's moving at full speed. And you saw him at the senior bowl do it again. You're like, yeah. yep, that that's consistent. Yeah. 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 He's like a Lamborghini that doesn't yeah, slow down in a, yeah. in a neighbor to make just, the right <laughs> turn. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. how do you do that? How'd you get out of that break like that one, man? Are, are you high like, on Wilson from Michigan? Sorry to interrupt. No, you got, you got, I mean, he's been growing on me a lot. Yeah. For sure. He was really impressive at the senior bowl. Um, the, uh, he told a story to my colleague, uh, Danny Heifetz, that he used to fly. When he was a freshman in high school, he would fly from the island. He lived on one of the islands in Hawaii, and he oh, went to high school oh, on a to different island for like a minute. Yeah. I think they ended up moving or whatever. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like he did his whole high school career, but there was one season where he literally would fly wow. every morning to a different crazy, island. Man. And this is like Jeez. a fourteen-year-old. Yeah, the, Her- um, the Herbigs had to. Do that's that. right. I want to say yeah, the Herbig Steelers have the Herbig yeah. brothers. They had to do some yep. weird stuff like that. So I'm islands, like, yeah. I think this guy's got the. Uh, Cause I guess it's like football. some like powerhouse like high school that I think like Tua and all these dudes like have went to Mary yeah. like all of them like same spot on the island though and mm-hmm. I'm not sure yeah. every island has more yeah. than one field yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah seriously right. man seriously yeah <laughs> so he, he uh, I think obviously that tells you a lot about like his football character in terms of oh, yeah. he just he's wants into to it play. the commitment hundred percent hundred percent but he yeah he did I, th- I want to say something like fifty out of his seventy catches I'm I'm just yeah, yeah. spitting these numbers out it's something like that we're either first downs or touchdowns this oh, wow. last year wow. he oh, wow. was just like the, That's uh, the guy yeah. he was the guy that they went to in those high leverage situations he can separate he i think the only thing that really kind of is a worry is he's not very big yeah um but you know we see that in the nfl now it, it's not oh yeah you, if you can win you can win man and if you're yeah. productive you're productive 100 yeah. percent, man there's some saying he might he may st- uh set the record for the short shuttle here Oh, I can see that. Yeah, I, mean, I can see it. He's just he's really, really crazy. quick. Fishing, really, yeah. you know, he's like low to the ground. Like he's just hard to keep up with. So, hundred mm-hmm. percent. I think I heard he ran like a four three in high school. Like it's the Nike <laughs> yeah. opening. So, you know, that's like yeah. laser yeah. time. It's like legit. Yeah. So yeah. he gets miscast as this Welker, mm-hmm. not fast, change direction guy. Like, he's, you know, explosive. he's explosive. He's explosive. Yeah. He can get deep even. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. he's just not big, and that's like the one thing that might kind of push him into like the second round or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, I like it now. We did also rec- uh, recently release our center, Mason Cole, and that did kind of open up a little bit of a uh, need. <laughs> now, one of the people up here went to West Virginia and uh, loves Zach Frazier. If you could, though, c- 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 could you give us your professional opinion on Zach Frazier? Not- I'm glad, I'm glad and, somebody and, else and, I mean, I've been waiting been for 18 all right, minutes all right, to all right. ask any of yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so if you could, if you could, please. Of course. Um, I honestly feel like you don't need to even say anything more than he's four-time state champ in wrestling. Like, so here's that, here's my favorite part about else? this: his entire high school career, he lost two wrestling matches. The first was his; they were both his freshman year. Mm-hmm. One of them was because 
he like the, the with something with the rules that the referee explained to him, he didn't understand. Oh. Like he was a wet behind the ears freshman, ah. didn't understand, and okay. so it was like a disqualification because he did something that wasn't. But like he just right. didn't well, know. Can't the, keep didn't him in the, the headlock. Didn't that know long. the rules or, or certain. Let things. him go, Zach. So you can't his, his, keep him in the headlock. In his four he tried years, to come off the top rope. Yeah, yeah, his, right, yeah, tried to give no, him the no people's suplex. elbow or something like no that. No suplex. But yeah, so so he in his four years of of wrestling, he only truly lost a match one time. Yeah, four I mean, that, state that is so wow. that is so impressive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I understand it's a different yeah. sport. Yeah, but it, it's, it's a lot insane, of the same. Man. It's a lot of the same like skills and talents and movements and like understanding uh, leverage, center position, using right. your hands, yeah. like moving your feet and keeping your upper body sort of leverage. Yeah, footwork and, technique. I mean, always exactly. know they're going to be tough and in yeah. shape. Yep. yep, and you know they're they're like built right to withstand the rigors of yes. the NFL. You know, yeah. like wrestling is probably harder honestly oh yeah. no it is i mean yeah, in some ways it is insane yeah. yeah and so you know but that's you, why a lot of football players typically do the wrestling you like yeah. Yeah, if you do that that's going to help you with some of this stuff yeah. i mean in yeah. terms of the hand to hand element of it and like you said that conditioning is undefeated unbelievable but, would you hesitate yeah, to take him in the second round no. in terms of value no, no. okay if he was I, there, I like yeah. him a lot yeah. yeah you know he's a little i guess undersized but yeah. i think you can get away with it because he's just so strong and and savvy with you know leverage and you know, moving his body or like he's got the flexibility to sort of like absorb some of the a ball, bigger yeah. player, but like kind of like keep his feet under him and keep it, get the, get the job done kind of yeah. deal. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's one of the, I, I, I like I, how you say get the job done. Cause he doesn't always finish in a place where you're like, Oh, this is beautiful. But you're like, this right. wasn't a pressure. Right. He didn't get hit. Like, he made his block. And yeah. yeah, it was like, he won the rep, right. but it doesn't always like Jackson powers Johnson. I feel like, more times than not, he's going to pass the eyeball test in terms of the totally. end of the rep. You're like, oh, oh yeah, that's Dodge. Yeah, that's he, gored right that there. Yeah. he gored that right, guy. Right, whereas with Frazier, you're like, oh, he won that. But it wasn't like the prettiest, but he won that, though. And exactly. it's consistently just win, 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 win. So I, right. that's like a big – someone told me this recently, like giving me advice about like scouting and, and evaluating and everything. Yeah. It's like sometimes you just literally have to look at the, what happened like on, in the, the, play. on the play. Yeah. What happened yeah. – mm-hmm. what, did he get the job done? Did he win? Did he, did he block the player ultimately? Yeah. Positive or minus. <laughs> yeah. It was either a right. plus play or a minus play, man. Yeah. And I think that says a lot about a player's ability to even if you initially get beat off a snap or whatever, yeah. like you lose a step. There's there's times where sure. a center will be like, you you take a still picture, he's like behind the yeah. guy in the uh-huh. pocket. That's like not good. <laughs> um, but he has ability to kind of like, I think the term they use is ride the ball. Like yes, yes, get, yeah, ride him by, yeah. ride him by, push him that back. upper body yeah. torque, that wrestling, ride him by, yeah. man. That's just like thing. save yeah. it, even if yeah. he, it did kind of quote unquote like lose yeah. the rep uh-huh. or whatever. So um, I think he did a lot of that. So yeah. I really like him. That's what I like to hear. Offensive line gave up four sacks this year for Ed WVU. That was second fewest in Power Five. <laughs> wow. Rush, rushed for two hundred and thirty-four yards a game. That was the most Dang. in Power Five. I thought we were gonna get a Steeler stat right there. I love no, it, man. I love it. Zach Frazier stat. I I've got a whole, I've got a whole it. notebook of them. If anybody, if anybody here on Radio Row needs a Zach Frazier guy, I got you. I got you covered. I got you. I just texted with his dad a couple days ago. All right, I got, I got you. I got you covered. Uh, Danny Kelly of the Ringer. Thanks so much. We, we'd love to keep you. We got to get to a break here. Thank you so much for the time. And uh, if anybody wants more, make sure you're checking out all of his work at The Ringer. We're going to take a break here. We'll close out this uh, this 2 o'clock hour with some more numbers and some more measurements when we return on the other side. You're listening to Steelers Nation Radio. Live from the 2024 NFL Combine, this is Steelers Nation Radio. Big thanks again to Danny Kelly of The Ringer for joining us there. Great stuff. That's that's why we're here, fellas. We just go all day with those guys, I mean, too. it's like that, man. Those, yeah. those draft guys, it is. Like, Moats and I have been laughing about this all week, Matt. Just the amount of people 
that that make a career off of this two Just month stretch draft. here, yeah, three month right. stretch from the combine and pro days and the draft. And oh man, and I, it I was mean, for a long time Kuiper and McShay, right? I mean, now it's so I was about it's to a say booming industry. I mean, Todd and I got hired for ESPN the exact same day. We were the Scouts Inc. group. So, okay. Oh, wow. I, I feel mean, like you might have told me that a few years ago. Yeah, I mean, that was new to me. Many, yeah, moons, many moons ago. But, wow. I mean, so I, there was – him and I got hired the exact same day. We were – there were seven of us, and I was on the pro side. He was on the college side. Wow. But you mentioned Kuiper. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm a lot older than you guys, and I was into the draft basically since I was, like, could crawl. You know, so <laughs> so and he the, had Kuiper it, Enterprises, right? Wasn't that the start of it? Exactly. Yep. So along those Kuiper lines, like Enterprise, nineteen eighty one. When I was a kid, the draft wasn't nearly this big, and it would be on like radio, during the week radio or whatever. City musical, yeah, I mean, it, wasn't, like, it was all one day, all one day. I mean, yeah, I mean, it wasn't this huge spectacle. It was on during the day. I could have like one hundred and three fever. My mom's like, "You're going to school," but if it was draft day, I'm saying, "Huh?" Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. But Kuiper, I mean, he's so ahead of the game because like when I was. He started putting out those blue books, which are I probably have thirty of them in my attic. Do you? I mean, it's been six or seven years since he started stopped doing it yeah. because, frankly, the internet made them sort of obsolete. Sure. But I would get them since I was since like nineteen eighty. Eighty one was the first year he was it eighty one. Yep. Okay, yep. I, I probably have wow. his rookie year blue book somewhere in my house. That's and awesome. it is that might be worth a pretty penny. Not in the condition it's in because well, I read it eight thousand <laughs> times. Do you like write notes and stuff. Oh and, yeah. yeah, I mean he had a seven round mock bat and mock draft in the back. Like you couldn't get mock drafts online. No. You know, I mean, there was, was no online. To there be was fair. no online yeah. to be honest with you. Right. So, I mean, Mel's been doing this a long time. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's you talk about cool. making a living out of it. Great living out of it. Yeah, 100%. But there's some phenomenal draft nicks around the internet. Oh, We've grabbed, grabbed great. a couple of good ones. Yeah. We've had a few. We're hoping to get Dane Brugler, who's who's maybe our favorite yeah. of all the all the draft nicks uh, on the show tomorrow. Hopefully. Uh, we will have Omar Khan scheduled to be with us at noon tomorrow here on SNR oh, as well. Good. Too. That, that could obviously okay. change by a few yeah. minutes one way or the other, depending on his schedule and everything. But make sure We're you tune in. 10 to 2 tomorrow? We, Ooh. you are the three. Yeah, Moats and I are nine to noon. Moats and I are nine to noon. I'm ten to noon. You're yeah. you're ten to two. Ten to two tomorrow. Ten to two. Yeah, you're you're in the cool group, the VIP section. I don't know, man. I'm yes. doing a lot of heavy lifting. You're VIP because you're VIP. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they're, they're he's, throwing that, he's throwing that weight around on the yeah, bench. Somebody it, asked him. Like, heavy lifting. I'm the towel boy. All right, so that's why I get to check out a little bit earlier than everybody else. So I'm just. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm I'm cheer you on. All right. All right. I know you're gonna drop us something great. Listen, right. listen on yeah. your way. Out. I, I, so I'll be I'll be tuning in. Yeah. I didn't know Omar's gonna stop by. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. High noon right here on your you 24 think they would 7 give us Omar, come on, man. You get Omar. Yeah. The pros. The pros get Omar. Right. We are way one, too off the radar for Omar. Actual, it is nobody that can sit Omar with one actual journalist here amongst us. Yes. Um although I will say at the draft last year. I did a one-on-one with Omar on SNR. Mm, nice. You said that like you're surprised. You're big time, bro. You Dale, were catching It was like Dale here. and I were yeah. Dale and I were the Travel only ones the left. Yeah, right. you know, man. Dale and on. I were the only ones left, and Dale had to like go hop on a conference call with one of the draft picks to write something. Mm. And so I had to sit there, and I'm like, my kind of knees are kind of shaking, and uh-huh. just do like 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 12 minutes, just me and Omar. <laughs> but we had plenty to talk about. The Steelers had just made all their draft picks. He was nice and as kind Matt, as could be. Matt, they were talking about you know how they both fly private, and he's like, "Hey, what seat do you like on the team?" And he's like, "I too like sit in the middle by the X-ray." He's like, "I said, dude, you gotta stop putting me next to Wolf. You know how that is." I said, yeah, "You gotta yeah. stop putting me next to Wolf. Can you put me next to somebody skinnier? <laughs> I mean, can we get somebody smaller for me, to, yeah. for me to sit next to?" And of course, I made sure to tell him, "Hey, Omar, next year, Zach Frazier, second round, write it, write it down." If you need a guy, if you, you, need, know, a you need a guy, if you need some yeah. scoop on Zach, I'm you your know. guy. Uh, I'm listen, your guy. I, I mean, I literally, what do we want to talk about here? We want to talk about the fact that, that Nick Saban came. 
knocking on his door with a big bag this offseason to try and get him to go to Alabama, and he stayed loyal to the Mountaineers. Hey, Omar, you know one of his losses, he didn't know the rules. <laughs> one of his losses, <laughs> to be fair. He put the he guy in the figure four. It was an honest yeah. mental mistake. I mean. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> I do think – that's like that's a good stat, isn't it? Though he when he got on campus, and we got like a minute here until we got to go to break, yeah, and yeah, we yeah. really will get into these numbers in the second hour of the show. Maybe, uh, maybe, <laughs> depending on what else comes <laughs> up. His freshman year, like he started all four years at WVU. Yeah, uh, start, four year starters, four, an accomplishment. Four year starter. No, first, yeah, yeah. first eight games were at guard, and then they moved him. Then they moved him to center. Okay. His first year at WVU, we averaged seventy three yards per game rushing. Mm. And, and and like had Letty Brown, who was a pretty good collegiate running back, who was invited here to the combine. Was it his fault? I mean, you, and, and, it, right, and it was right, like, yeah. man, like if, if we could get 100 yards on the ground, we got a really good chance to win this game. But but like it was a struggle to get to 70. Uh, the offensive line was just a disaster. Four years later, by the time he's done, 234 yards a game on the ground wow. than most yeah. in FBS. And there's other good players and, on that on that they line. Weren't tremendous running backs. Either, no, though. not They're at not all. First right. round picks. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah, and right. like there's there's WVU's left tackle. His name's Wyatt Milam. When we're all here next year, we'll be talking about him. He's going to be a first round pick next year in, in the draft. He'll be one of the top five or six tackles mm, here okay. next year. So he deserves credit too. But Zach was the the straw that stirred that drink, kind of the catalyst. Yeah. And Twelve games this year. WVU used seven different starting combinations. A lot oh, of wow. a lot of injuries. Yeah, yeah. And, and they including were including one to him. Yeah, late, but or, that was in the very last, you know, last series last of, of the last game. The game yeah. Um, but I just think that that's kind of maybe the overarching, just what he was able to do there culturally for a unit that was struggling and, and moving in the right direction. So I know we're about to go to break, but you mentioned four-year starter. So whenever I that year I was with the Browns, uh, Savage had come over as a GM from the Ravens, and one of his rules was when you wrote a report. The first sentence was one-year starter, one-and-a-half-year starter, four-year mm. whatever it is. So when you read your report in front of the room or you know, yeah. filed it, you put four-year starter on there. It's like, whoa. Now, would you yeah. say that before? I mean, he started 40-some you, you, you games. The beginning, you said with the report? That's the first, first words. Yeah. I mean, it would be like, Two-and-a-half-year yeah. starter. There's all the data up top. and then But the first so field. you really got to get your really guy yeah. yeah, Two-and-a-half-year starter, half-year starter, yeah. career backup, whatever it was. Four-year starter. Like, whoa. Yeah, and I mean, immediately you know, gets you, you get a guy who's 22 years old and already has 40 yeah. some starts on the of offensive yeah, line. Yeah. Like, it's a good place to be. All right, we'll get into some of these numbers of the defensive linemen and the linebackers in hour number two. Maybe, as we'll Matt said, it. we'll yeah. see if we snag any other guests as well. Too. Mel One, Kuiper might walk by. Mel right? Kuiper right. might might walk by. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Matt's old coworker McShay. You know, oh, maybe. Yeah. I mean, see. sheesh, <laughs> all these big wigs. I'm just happy to be in the building, guys. I'm just happy <laughs> I know you guys, man. One more hour to go from our combine coverage here on this Thursday as uh, we got some moving and some shaking on the final day of February. It's all part of our ongoing coverage on Steelers Nation Radio.